welcome to Addiction Mastery, the podcast hosted by me, Amanda Lockyer, where we are having the conversation of what addiction looks like from the other side, and that is the impact on families and spouses. We are leading with kindness. Hello, something a little different for this mini episode. So I came across the most beautiful, heart-aching piece of writing earlier in the week or even last week and I messaged the owner of that Instagram page and asked if I could share it on my podcast because I just felt so drawn to it and it felt relatable and my heart just broke reading it. So I've got the okay to share. And if you rewind back to my initial episode and introductions, I actually shared a poem that I wrote back in November 2020 when I was in the thick of it and things were happening So I wrote a poem then to talk about, you know, what was going on for me and expressed it that way. And so many of you wanted to hear that poem again and again. And they said, can you say it slower this time? Um, So I'm going to read my poem again and I'm going to read this beautiful writing that I came across and I just feel that it depicts the other side of addiction so well and it speaks to what others around them might be going through. So I thought it was beautiful. The writing came through on a post that I read on Sober in the Country and Sober in the Country is a grassroots not-for-profit organization and they are pioneering radical change and social impact across across rural Australia by changing the narrative around booze in the bush. So it's not anti-booze, it's a small charity and it's all about social inclusion and achieving massive things using straight to the point bush talk it is powerful lived experience advocacy and you know their nationally recognized okay to say no mental health movement is amazing so this piece of writing uh, was written by one of their bush tribe members and it was submitted anonymously and it is truly just so profound and beautiful And it comes from the perspective of a rural man who has overcome addiction. It is titled The Long Neck Kid. I will try and keep myself together reading this. Here we go. I used to wake up on a Sunday morning and think, oh my God, what did I do last night? And when I stopped drinking altogether, I had a lot of thoughts that went along the lines of, oh my God, what have I done? 
When I finally woke up to myself that I couldn't drink anymore, there was a lot of damage that I had to face. A major organ ready for the bin. Finance in shambles, career ruined, and most tragically of all, relationships shattered to pieces. It was the shame of my behavior that kept me drinking for so long. It was hard to acknowledge that people knew me as my behavior. Regardless of who I might think I was within for others, I was something quite terrible. But I had my little drinking tribe, though, to tell me it was all okay and I was a great bloke. That's what happens to us, isn't it? We problematic drinkers surround ourselves with other problematic drinkers to such a degree that it all starts to look pretty normal. The relationship stuff was the hardest for me. I have no answers for anyone else. I know it to be true that trust arrives on a tortoise and leaves on a horse. And after eight years of sobriety, I'm someone people can trust again. I went to a doctor and got a mental health plan. I've seen a counsellor consistently over those eight years and I've worked on my physical and mental health pretty relentlessly. The people I care about have seen that and acknowledged it and that feels pretty good. Some of the behaviour I engaged in still haunts me. I have made all my apologies and said what I needed to say, but the people I wronged don't owe me any forgiveness or absolution. I think about the things I said, so hurtful and disgusting, and I feel just waves of shame rush through me. I often have a fear that someone will bring up some outrageous thing that I did and tell my children or my employer. Where once all that fear and shame would have brought me back to the bottle, it now steals my determination to stay on the path I have chosen. This song, Sunday Morning Come Down, sums up my old ways. Spending Sunday mornings lost and alone and having beers for breakfast to numb it all away. My friends of the time, the town and the country were all backing me in my Sunday session that would melt away the humiliation of the night before. Where once I saw the song as a type of validation of the way I was living, I now see it for the sad story it is. It always made me think of the sharers who came through the farm as a kid. Dad said they were happy enough as long as they got a feed and had enough for their beer and tobacco. They all look the same now in my mind's eye. Fingers and moustaches stained with nicotine, ruddy faces and half-living off-grog. I was the long-necked boy. They used to give me 20 cents for every King Brown I delivered, providing I had the lid flipped off and put the empty in the appropriate place. They were terrible heroes when I think about it now. And I'm so thankful I haven't followed their march into an early grave. Wow. That to me is just such a beautiful, heartbreaking, stunningly tragic piece of writing and 
I think, you know, that writing gives me hope. And I hope it gives you hope as well. And something that really struck me in that writing was trust arrives on a tortoise and leaves on a horse. And that is it. Huge kudos to the beautiful man who wrote that and keep doing your good things. And I hope if you are struggling in the tricky of this as well and starting to question your relationship with booze, drugs, whatever it is, there is hope and you can do it. And in that writing, that man is someone that people can trust again. Okay, it is absolutely possible. Okay, on to my poem. And I will again try to get through it. Here we go. You, me and he, together we made three. For a time I had believed it was just the two, but have since learnt there was always you. I found myself on a merry-go-round of insanity and chaos. It was indescribable, the absolute sadness of living grief and grave loss. In every moment and every turn, your heavy burden I was to learn. Even in the moments that you should not have been, there you were, your presence felt, but not so clearly seen. Lurking and taunting, directing and flaunting, our lives have never been the same. The cloak of guilt and anger grew heavy, along with it, the shame. You aren't he and he isn't you, but you are pure exhaustion. You have made me crazy, but that I know is true. So we are breaking up, you and I, no longer he, you and me. I'm absolutely done with you, no longer are we three. I hope one day you are no longer two, together you and he, that one day he will be done forever but I can no longer be part of the three. You stole him from me and he is no longer just he. I so desperately want him back. But now I feel so blinded by you and all I see is his lack. I know I must say farewell. Now I know I must bid you goodbye. There have been so many tears, but for this I shall not cry. I hope that eventually he will too be courageous enough to say farewell to the horror of you. He is he and I am I. We shall not be defined by you. I sever the tie. I must lean back to prioritize me once more. There was once great strength, but now I'm not so sure. He shall slip and so shall I. There will be mistakes. I shall not cry. For this road is long and it has no end. I hope desperately to be reunited with my best friend. Where once stood two, I barely knew the third did exist. But now we are four, I do implore that that hideous fifth shall not persist. Walking separately and together towards the light, his pathway is his, I shall not fight. 
Thank you for joining me in this little episode of some expressive writing. Feel free to share with me anything you have written as well here in this space. It's through sharing these words and our shared experiences that we know that we're not alone. That there are so many lovely people, so many good people out there struggling with this on both sides. And it does not discriminate. You are not alone. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me here at Addiction Makes Three, the podcast. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you found this to be helpful or insightful, I would sincerely appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast as it helps others find it. If you would like to get in touch with me with thoughts, feedback, or queries, you can send me an email. And if you would like to know more about working with me, details can be found in the show notes too. So thanks for staying kind and I will speak to you soon.